She exhaled hard as she unclipped the pager from her waistband and stared at the small message window. Urgent, it read. The word was followed by the hospital's main number. Great, she thought. I won't get even an hour with them in the pool. Peter came up behind her and looked over her shoulder. What is it? A hospital call. She didn't hide the disappointment in her voice. Maybe it's nothing. Several children, breathless and excited, ran into the foyer and surrounded Haley and Maddie. Brooke ducked into the nearest bedroom and pulled her cell phone from her purse. Dr. Brooke Baxter West here. Someone paged me. The nurse on the other end rattled off the information. One of the patients from their office had been admitted with a staph infection. It looked serious. They wanted a pediatrician to consult immediately. I'm on my way. Brooke hung up the phone and returned to the foyer. Peter caught her look and raised his eyebrows. Well? I have to go. She pursed her lips. Doctoring was the most exhilarating career she could imagine having, but not when it interfered with her family. I'll be back as quick as I can. It's your own fault. A ribbon of anger wrapped itself around her heart. What's that supposed to mean? Peter shrugged, his eyes distant. You took the on-call. Maddie ran up to her. Natasha wants us to swim, Mommy. Can we please? Can we right now? Um, maybe. She looked at Haley, standing a foot away, waiting for her answer. Why don't you wait till Mommy comes back? We can swim then, too. Please, Mommy, can we? Natasha did a little dance nearby and hugged Brooke. Their families had been friends for years, and Maddie and Natasha were best buddies. Please, can we swim? Natasha linked arms with Maddie, and the two smiled their best smiles. Brooke could feel the fight leaving her, so she'd miss out on some of the fun. If she hurried, she'd be back in time to join them in the pool. Okay, she allowed a slight smile. But let me talk to Daddy first. Peter had moved into the living room, and Brooke found him and Duane seated side by side, their eyes glued to the television. A baseball playoff game was on, and Aletha had joked that having the party at that time could mean the men might never leave the TV. Brooke crossed the room and positioned herself between her husband and the big screen. The girls want to swim. The bag in her hands was bulky, and she set it on the floor between them. Here's the sunscreen and life jackets. The girls need both before they can go out back. Right. Peter leaned sideways so he could see the game. I got it, honey. The term of endearment was for Duane's benefit, Brooke was sure. She didn't appreciate the way he looked past her to the game. Peter, I'm serious. Don't let them outside without sunscreen and a life jacket. They're not pool safe. He shot her a look, one that said she was embarrassing him. Then he yelled out, Haley, Maddie, come here. The girls scampered into the room and came up close to Peter. Yes, Daddy. Haley spoke first. Can we swim? Not yet. Peter looked hard at Brooke and unzipped the bag. Quickly and with little finesse, he lathered sunscreen into his hand and then tossed the bottle to Brooke. Do Haley. She needed to leave, but this was more important. Moving as fast as she could, she squeezed the lotion into her hand and positioned herself in front of their little blonde daughter. Here, sweetie, we don't want a sunburn, right? Right, Mommy. Brooke rubbed the sunscreen over Haley's arms and legs, her back and neck, and finally her face. 
She and Peter finished with the girls at the same time, and Peter tossed her the smaller life jacket. He said nothing as they worked, and that was fine with Brooke. These days, the less he said, the better. She took the blue and aqua life jacket and slipped first one of Haley's arms and then the other through the holes. Then she latched the buckles down the front and attached a strap that ran from the back of the vest between her legs to the front. Brooke had researched life jackets, and this style was the safest of all. When Maddie's vest was on, Peter gave Brooke one last glare. Again, because of Duane seated beside him, he kept his tone light, almost friendly. There you go. See you later. Brooke said nothing. Instead, she turned and bid the girls a quick goodbye. She found Aletha and promised to be back as soon as possible. A minute later, she was in the car, doing a U-turn toward the hospital. With every mile, she felt the difference.